the will of God. Now, there are profoundly mysterious questions that arise in connection with the will of God. Are things right or wrong because God forbids them? Or does God forbid things because they are right or wrong for some other reason than His will? Are things right because God wills them? Or does God will certain things because those things are right for some other reason other than the will of God? Now, the power and the will of God make up the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is manifested in the power and in His will. The will of God has different meanings and we need to define them for we will misunderstand what the Bible says concerning the will of God. Now, occasionally the term the will of God refers to the moral, the sort of the whole moral nature of God. Now we may say that the will of God, that is the whole moral nature, would include his love, holiness, uh, justice and so on. Uh, we usually say something is against the will of God when it is against his whole moral nature. Sometimes it refers to the faculty of determination, that is the faculty by which you determine to do certain things. It is also the power to realize the purpose of God, and that is the will in action. God's will is his delight in himself. He is the supreme good and uh, for himself and his creatures. However, we do not think that self-love is very good, do we? Uh, today we occasionally hear people talking about self-love. We use terms such as dignity or self-esteem and that is supposed to be very good, having a lot of self-esteem, isn't it? Now, many preachers speak about the dignity of man. However, this is so unscriptural. There is a sense that men remained in the image of God. And if that, uh, that is the last point by what it is meant, then the image is marred. And that is to say that man possesses a great self-dignity, should have great self-esteem. It is clear the scripture does not speak along those lines. Because as a result of the fall in the Garden of Eden, it is not good for men to have self-love, generally speaking. Because in God's case, self-love is perfectly proper. Because he is the supreme good for all the universe and if he is to exercise his will towards us uh, as an object it must be towards himself he is the only one who can delight in himself he is never delighted in us unless he sees himself in us he is never delighted in us as we are but only as he is found in us his delight is in himself and in his creatures for his own sake or for the sake of our Lord Jesus. We therefore are created for his glory and it is for the further manifestation of himself that creatures has this taken place. We so often hear preachers illustrate a God who was lonely and he needed us. That's nonsense. He did not need us except in so far as through us that we may be a manifestation of his glory. Of God in us. Does this mean that Christian God is a God consumed with self-love? That is correct. He is consumed with self-love in this sense because to love something else 
would be to love that which is inferior to himself. Therefore, it is proper to speak of his self-love as and being consumed with self-love in the process that of manifestation of himself he has in wonderful grace included us to share in the consumption of his self-love insofar as we have come to be identified with him through us he manifests his own great attributes in final analysis he is not an egotistical person in the sense that we speak of people being egotistical. The connotation is blasphemous if we think that God as an egotistical. In the case of the one perfect being, he can only ultimately be satisfied in himself. And he shares that love with us so that his glory may be manifested in us.